Hello everyone and welcome to Thursday Live Lesson. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. I am here today with these two fine gentlemen, Mr. Aaron, the voice now commercial. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Kai, the legend Fergan. Say hey. Hey. Oh, one out of two. You know, I'm changing. <laughs> it's a slow change in the new year. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, can't, there can't be too many changes. Speaking of changes, we're actually going to change the name of the show. See that segue? Hi, <laughs> I'm a professional. You know, <laughs> changes. We're going to change the name of the show, and um, you know, this show is called Thursday Live Lessons because we, because we do this on Thursdays. You know, it's it just it makes sense, and it's a live lesson. It's a, we we answer questions and we give you guys a lesson. But way back in the day, um, this show was called Thursday Live Lesson because I would prepare a less like a song lesson for me to teach you folks. It was actually on Wednesdays when this first started. Yeah, yeah, it was Wednesday <laughs> yeah. live lesson. Yeah, Wednesday live lesson, and um, you know, I, I would uh, I would prepare a song to teach for you know for the Wednesday live lesson. We'd play games and stuff. What's behind a secret door or mystery door? Mm-hmm. You know, like uh. And it was it was super fun back in the day because um, whatever was behind the mystery door is what we'd give away or like we'd have a prize every week and we'd just build uh-huh. like because people would not get the uh, whatever was behind the mystery door and we'd add it into next week's prize and we're just like a huge jagged prize. I think one or two people won it. Yeah, <laughs> we've know? been doing this for a long. Time. It's it's been a while, like ten years maybe. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing like you know live lessons. It's not even not even on Thursday. So. Yeah. Um, because this has kind of evolved into a podcast, um, we are going to rename this show into the Ukulele Underground Podcast. So not to be confused with, you know, the old school Wednesday live lesson. And we did have a podcast back in the day um, that, that had me, and, uh, me, Ryan, and Aaron. Um, and I think initially me and Ryan were talking about the um, like K-Town Heroes days when yeah. uh, Ryan and I were, you know, were, were jamming together as a duo. But you know, <clears throat> Ryan has since retired from playing live music, and um, and it's kind of turned into this. And we decided, you know, why don't we take the Thursday live lesson and turn it into a podcast? And that's exactly what we did. But now it's time to uh, it's time to officially change the name to Ukulele Underground Podcast so that there's no more confusion. It's like Thursday live lesson. It's you know it works, and I understand why we call it the Thursday live lesson. But I think it's time to uh, to officially change it, right, Kahai? So, <laughs> when can people expect this big change? Um, probably next month. We'll try to make it the uh, next month. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we probably have to mm-hmm. figure out some things like changing yeah. our name. Yeah, we want to we, we want to streamline some things, and we want to add some things, and we want to make uh, more things uh, more interactive. You know, we want to uh, we basically want to <clears throat> get the community involved this ukulele on the ground community more involved i know we have like the um the forums the uu plus forums that we have we have the regular forums you know the forums um it's i'm i'm, I'm rarely there so it's one of those things that like it, it's tough for me to uh to answer questions and stuff but i see them you know so kahai posted um a a post last week of like send us your burning questions and stuff or like you know or get your name heard on uh, a little friday live jam you know it's 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 tough because um Community-wise, like I feel like we need to uh, we need to rebuild the more a uh, more interactive community for ukulele underground, and we're trying to do that this year. Um, so here are just some you know some things that we're um, you know we're bringing to the table. We used to do an open mic here on ukulele underground, and we're going to start doing that. And we'll give you guys details on that soon. And also, one of the bigger changes, just like the change to the name, an even bigger change that we're going to do is um, 
is a one-on-one coaching. This is going to be called Ukulele on the Ground Live Coaching. Okay, so that's going to change also. Ukulele on the Ground Live Coaching today is going to be, um, you know, normal. But come next month, uh, a huge change is going to happen and it's going to be on Fridays right after Aloha Friday Live Jam. And we're going to have something different um, on Thursdays instead. So... Make sure that you guys know. We're just kind of giving you guys a heads up. We'll make an announcement soon and post it all over the um, all over the front page of Ukulele Underground just to make sure you guys are up to date with what's going on with uh, with how we're changing things up. But yes, live coaching is going to be on Fridays starting next month, and we'll tell you the exact date and time very very soon. Okay, just giving you guys a heads up. So um, for those people who are listening to this podcast. I think if you can pretty much keep the same subscription, it'll just change the name of the, um, you know, of the of the podcast. Because I believe if you go back to our archives, the um, the first few episodes of this podcast is the K Town Heroes, Heroes podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, that's it. It's basically the same podcast. It's just evolved throughout the years. It became from you know Ryan and I to me, Aaron and Ryan, and then it um, turned into you know me, Aaron and Kahai, and then now you know it's it's its own thing now. You know, whereas it's a Ukulele on the Ground podcast, so we're going to be doing that. And there's a lot of people who you know who listen, who um you know who are not Ukulele on the Ground plus subscribers. So thank you so much for you know for subscribing to uh, to our podcast and uh, and listening to us. We get a lot of really cool emails of, of people telling us you know like what um, what they think about the podcast is really nice. So we appreciate it. Um, yeah, so a lot of changes on the way. We're just, you know, we're just trying to ease ease into the changes. <laughs> but I think it's gonna gonna be fun. And I talk about you know interaction and being a more interactive um, community because uh, back then the um, the open mic was ran by Ryan and he did you know he did a great job and stuff. But I feel like I should be really involved with that kind of stuff because you know like Ryan. Like he doesn't really want to play ukulele for people, you know? like, so I can be a lot more, you know, um, interactive host. with you folks. Yeah, I can host it. I can play. Um, back, I used to, um, you know, I used to attend an awesome open mic called Volcano Joe's back uh, back in the day, and that was um, right at, at the UH campus in, in uh, on Oahu. And um, Zaysha, who was the host, she would play a song in the beginning and she'd play a song at the end just to kind of warm up the crowd and stuff. And if, you know, if people wanted to uh, come up and sing, come up and play, they could just come up and play and sing. And if not, you know, Zaysha would just play. So if anything, we just kind of jam. And uh, if you guys want to, you know, hop on and sing a song or two, that would be awesome. That would be the platform to go. It's a great way to kind of show us, um, you know, what you've been working on. Um, There's totally no, um, you know, no pressure or anything to play. You can just kind of enjoy yourself. But you know, I, I feel like it's um, it's it's building good community if people kind of you know start to participate and jam along and stuff. That would be really fun. I'm actually looking forward to all of you folks jamming on the um, on the open mic. So we're bringing that back. Uh, we've had a lot of requests for it actually. So it's uh, it's great to be able to bring an, an awesome piece of ukulele on the ground back. Okay, so although Friday Live Jam is gonna still be the same, right? Kahai, that's not mm-hmm. going anywhere, right? Um, what else? I think. Well, what other even changes? even uh, live coaching, uh, mm-hmm. changing the name, but it's still the same idea. Yeah. You join the Zoom room and then you just uh, ask yeah. all dream questions. Yes, yeah. and the uh, you know, the, uh, this the live lesson or like the podcast. Mm-hmm. It it's still gonna be at the same time on Thursdays, yeah. and then we're still gonna have like the chat right there, so you yeah. guys can come and join and talk to us. But yeah, yeah just. And, and we're gonna make changes, but it's uh, 
you know, it, it's the same shows that you know and love. <laughs> yeah, not not changes where you have to be afraid of it or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's cool. And um, last year we, you know, during the um the beginning stages of the pandemic, we were kind of bring you know because we're doing social distance um Thursday live lesson we brought a lot of guests and stuff so we want to bring that back as well for the Thursday you know oh, see I still call it Thursday live lesson for the Ukula on the ground podcast um you know we're going to uh, bring some people in you guys can ask them questions and stuff and who knows we might bring those people into the uh, live coaching so it's not just me teaching in the live coaching if not then I don't know maybe Kai can teach you right <laughs> you're like good at teaching stuff uh how long have you been working here <laughs> you know you you could teach yeah, uh, I've I've helped some people. Yes, yes, you have. It, it actually, yes, like have. some people on the channel right now, you've helped. You know, yeah. uh, somebody. It was funny because uh, somebody. I guess I don't know if you had a private lesson with somebody, and mm-hmm. then uh, they they asked you about streaming stuff, and mm-hmm. so you sent them in my direction. Yes, and then they're like, "Oh, is there any way we can get into a Zoom room with you?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Um, actually, uh, even though I'm like the streaming guy, and <laughs> you I don't stream." Like, I mod like you know I moderate the mm-hmm. one, the live coaching and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have a webcam, so <laughs> for his own personal yeah. computer at home. So I was like, oh, I can do it when I go into the office, but uh, I can't do it mm-hmm. at home. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, so you've helped out a bunch of people, and so those are just some changes that we're talking about. Um, yeah, but also um, I think Kahai has a. Uh, uu plus solo coming up this week so look out for that as well okay mm-hmm. all right with that said let's um let's get started the ukula on the ground podcast basically you guys send us questions we try to answer them as best as we can we have fun here too we do some uh we do some unboxings we do some like um some demonstrations if uh you know we we, uh, we talk about stuff it doesn't just have to be questions we can talk about things in general so it's an all-around ukulele podcast is what this is going to be but we do love questions and we are live so if you guys want to ask us questions feel free to use the chat and ask away it could be anything so that's one more change that i want to make it to that ukulele questions preferred but you guys can ask us anything yeah, man. So I'm opening that's, myself up here, everyone. <laughs> that's uh, that's what I said in like the uh, asking for people's mm. questions for Burning like questions. Yeah, uh, I, I told them like, mm. oh yeah, it. You know, uh, we prefer Google questions because mm. that's our specialty. But yeah, and ask us anything. Yes. Okay, so let's uh, let's get started. Kai, do we have any questions? You know, either that we got from emails or from the chat or anything like that. Well, we got to start off with the one the cliffhanger. Yes. What was the cliffhanger? <laughs> That's right. I forgot so, we did that. Yeah, yeah. At the <laughs> end of last already. last show, we yes. we asked someone asked the question and we didn't have time for it. So mm-hmm. it was Marima, right? Marima mm-hmm. asked the question. Yeah. And she came back and she kind of added onto that. So ooh, okay, all right. Yeah. So she said, uh, um, "This is the original question, right?" Yep. Okay. Where should I start with changing up my playing with my uke club? I've watched week five uh, playing with others. I'm guessing it's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strum, that's the name of her U-Club, mm, is yeah. an older beginner club playing island strum to classic rock oldies. Should I start with in and out picking or uh, maybe learn some variant chords of the C skill going up the neck? And then she added this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've taken... Oh, okay. Uh, I've watched the Neochin How to Make Songs Big yeah. And my problem with the second and third chord positions is it's hard to remember and implement on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm asking, f- that's why I'm asking for other ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neo Chin's class was excellent. 
Uh, and then some songs played at Strum are Stand By Me, Let It Be, I'm a Believer, Love Potion Number Nine, etc. Cool. So uh, there's a few things that you could, you know, that you can do to kind of spice things up in your ukulele club. All right. So first off is to, you know, take a departure from the uh, from the normal like island strum, quote unquote, of uh, uh, strumming patterns. Just strumming patterns in general. If you guys can kind of like depart from uh, the the point of strumming patterns or the thought of strumming patterns, that would make it all good. Because like some people can, you know, they can still do the. the But then, you know, like, uh, if you could teach other people to just kind of be like, okay, well, you can do that if you want to. Or you can do... Or maybe, like, um, split them in half, or, like, half of the room will just do down, up, 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 down. And the other, you know, the other half will do the... Uh, And then maybe switch during the chorus. It's just kind of ways to make it fun and more, you know, like uh, not necessarily interactive, but just get more people involved and kind of thinking instead of just like going through the motions. This is my strumming pattern, the entire song, you know, like you can change it up in the uh, um, even in the middle of the song. Maybe the, the verse will, you know, um, they have uh, they have their kind of way of strumming it and stuff. And then they can switch over to the other kind of strumming during the chorus and then back, so on and so forth. Just things like that, just to make it a little bit more interacting and uh, interactive and fun for uh, for people, okay? Um, another thing that you can do is uh, come up with uh, with song choices that actually force um, a, a different kind of rhythm, you know? So things like... Is that sunshine of your love that's that song you know like things like that where like you couldn't i mean i guess you could you know you can you can do it like with the down down up but it's just not as fun you know just and doesn't really sound like right and if you can strum you know like if you can say like like you can just go down, 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 down. Even if it's down strums, you know, it just makes it more fun. Or like, um, I personally like, um, um, like fire from. I, I love playing that song by Bruce Springsteen, and it's just actually all be down strum. Or, you know, just songs that would kind of force people to get out of their comfort zone and uh, and try to follow another rhythm that isn't this like, island strum, you know? Um, either that, another thing you can do is um, inform people about techniques that they can add in there. So uh, the more advanced players or the more intermediate players uh, can add things if they want to, whereas the beginner players can, you know, stay where, uh, where they're comfortable. Um, an example of this is instead of doing down, down, up, Add a roll, you know, for those people who can, maybe add a roll on two, so or maybe add chunks and stuff, just things like that. Also, finger picking is another thing that you can do to kind of separate and uh, and break away from the monotony of. And I'm picking on this like strumming pattern a lot, but that's really a lot of ukulele clubs that I go to is kind of like that. So, for example, instead of doing. You can just kind of play the chord and then um, play that same exact rhythm, but then play strings instead of strumming, you know, play the individual notes. So, 
and you can just you don't even have to tell them the like uh, a finger picking pattern you say just pluck anything to that rhythm of da 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 you can play one string if you want to two strings or three strings while the beginners can still stick to that so at least that there's you know some other sound other than like just a really like robotic monotonous down down up up down up ah what are some other things because if i ran a club these are like things that i would do you know, that i would do with people i would kind of like yeah pick songs and just kind of force them to like okay or do we will we will even yeah, with just yeah. that down down or whatever anything you know they just find songs that are kind of like that that has like you know fun little breakdowns or fun little um like rhythm things in it yeah, yeah. and there's lots and lots of songs like that like that um let's see or even like with fire yeah it, there's that one part where it starts off soft and oh, it gets yeah. really loud yeah 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 and bring it up everybody mm-hmm. plays louder yes so you can you can do things like that dynamics you can play with the dynamics yeah. and stuff you can add maybe little like picking patterns here and there um it doesn't have to be hard it can just be like two note picking patterns and, and it doesn't even have to be uh, like that's complicated you know like uh, for example if you're playing brown eyed girl you don't have to do you know like a because that not everybody can do that but you can do and that's it and like that adds so much you know maybe yeah. like the beginners can do the uh, can do the straight rhythm and the more like intermediate and advanced uh, people can like play those two or three notes in that you know in that picking so there's many ways that you can um you know that you can spice up your uh, your ukulele club um have people make suggestions of like what songs you know that they want to do but and, and see how you can make those you know make those even better you can come up with uh, other things like key changes too it would be like really good you know mm-hmm. like have key changes to songs so instead of just playing um uh let's see like island style all the time so from the mountain to the ocean, from the river to the leeward side, on the island, <laughs> we do it island style. You know, like and just from the mountain to the ocean, from the river to the leeward side, on the island, <laughs> we do it island style. From the windward to the uh, windward to the leeward side <laughs> on the island, <laughs> or whatever, baby. Let's keep going. I don't know, <laughs> just fun, just things like that. You know, we're like, do it for fun. And I think it's not like people can. It's not like people can reach the note because you're just in the club. Like, have people just sing falsetto like crazy. You know, like it's <laughs> ah, man. I would have so much fun. <laughs> I think if that was a, if that was a ukulele club night that I went to <laughs> that did that. Can, yeah. can we talk about the club that sent us something like last weekend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? what is that? I don't like uh, you send them stuff, right? And they use the materials, and they sent like a recording. Oh yeah, yeah. So actually, um, it it was actually uh, a women's prison. Oh. Cool. Yeah, so so um someone someone reached out to us saying yeah. that there there's like 
in in this women's prison, mm. I think in Oregon, mm. um, they were starting an ukulele club. Somebody oh, gifted cool. them some yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a yeah. few ukuleles, and mm. they were just wondering, like, oh, is there any way that we could get ukulele underground like offline? Mm. And it's like, oh, it's kind of tough because yeah, you know everything that we do is online. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think I burned them a few of the lessons, oh, like you know, a few of awesome the of you. Yeah. just put it on DVD, just mm-hmm. like a you know mm. a few of our more popular lessons. Yeah. And then um, I gave them just some some um, supplemental stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I, oh. I gifted them like the daily uke or something like nice. that. And Aaron's heart grew ten times that day. <laughs> Bad. You no, that's so, awesome. So they sent yes. us back mm. like a CD of I think it was oh. their they did a Christmas um, oh, showcase. Cool. You know? That is awesome. And so they they took a bunch of the songs. So uh-huh. they did like Brown Eyed Girl. Nice. They nice. did the picking and everything. Wow. But they changed the lyrics. Uh huh. Yeah. So that um it it fit like you know their experience yeah. like being oh, there you know that is so cool and You're, so like I'm a chicken skin right now yeah, yeah. Like, so that is crazy they have like they on, on the cd they yeah. had like a bunch of songs where they um you know they they changed the lyrics mm-hmm. to their own kind of experience cool. and, and mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool it's almost like a parody but yeah, yeah. The, awesome. do you guys have that track so do you guys have tracks we have the cds yeah yeah, yeah they sent yeah. a cd yeah, we have the CD? yeah so actually oh, um one? i think they, they sent yeah I think it's in that one. Oh, that is awesome! I didn't even see this. The, yeah, that's cool. They the sent other... a little, the, uh, a little card, kind of just thanking us. Oh, from the triple CF. Yeah. Because oh. uh, the other uh, um, song they did right was like Margaritaville, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, they did and Margaritaville. Oh, that is awesome. This. This is, this is making me feel really good inside, you know? Yeah, like, so, man, yeah. Aaron, you... Good go, Aaron. The, the reason why I thought of that, though, is because, mm-hmm. like, listening to them, like, yeah, yeah, that's all it really takes mm-hmm. to, you know, make the song your own or mm-hmm. make it fun. Is like, and they all, like, you don't, wrote and signed it and stuff. That's cool. You don't really need to mm-hmm. make it super complicated. You mm-hmm. can just... I don't know, like add little things of your own personality here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or change yeah. it to fit. So even you. things like that where, you yeah. know, nice. changing lyrics and, and people singing different parts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. There you go. Ukula on the ground, going above and beyond. Like, <laughs> that's, that's really awesome, Aaron. That's cool. Should I read this or should I? I don't know if it's like a... Oh, yeah, I, okay. I don't know. It's a... <laughs> it says, Dear Aaron Nakamura, last year we sent you a package, but as we never heard from you, we uh, have decided that maybe it was never delivered. We just want you to know that our group has grown to over 15 ukulele players. Your gifts are used regularly. We will be recording a Christmas program and you may be able to see it on Coffee Creek Facebook page. Have a wonderful holiday season. String Theory and uh, Angela Kim that is cool mm-hmm. and they, this is the CD I'm guessing that you yeah. know from the Christmas stuff that is yeah, awesome so. and then uh, they all like wrote personal like messages and, and signed it and stuff that is that's really cool that is wow mm-hmm. I'm my heart is growing like 10 times, you know? <laughs> and it's not from these nuggets <laughs> for the first time that is cool huh right on yeah, right on so. guys man that Christmas feeling and spirit. <laughs> Even though it's in January already. That is cool. Good job, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, yeah okay. Clap for Aaron. That's okay, something really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I, I don't even know what to follow that up with. That is awesome. <laughs> like, so, uh, any... Uh, oh, what was the second part of that question? Uh, well, she, no, she just... Uh, oh. Well, the positions. Talk- 
right? Yeah, about Neo Chen, and I think mm. I think what she's maybe talking about is like uh, what she wants to add is inversions, right? Yes, <laughs> but she's having trouble with that. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so if uh, if you're having trouble with inversions, the best thing that you can do is check out um, mastering your fretboard. Because mastering your fretboard is going to give you the roadmap of, of which notes are in which string. And usually when you do inversions, like for, for example, like this is a G, right? And um, this is a G with the G notes on the E string third fret. Okay, so I know that the E string third fret, that is a G note. Meaning if I move this up to maybe here where the, uh, the E string is now on the C note, this must be a C chord. So that, that's your second position, C chord. So you have the C chord here and the C chord there. Of course, you have this other kind of B flat one too, but there's, there's that C chord. So it's, it's things like that. If you check out um, Mastering Your Fretboard, you'll know the notes to all the, um, all the, all the frets on your ukulele. And then... Um, and then check out chord inversions. I, I believe we have a you know we have a lesson on chord inversions, right? And if not, Soul Secrets Revealed. Even just like the first like few lessons on Soul Secrets Revealed is about inversions. I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think she knows what the inversions mm. are. It's just that yeah. switching between them is mm. hard. So that's just a matter of yeah, practice. it's a matter, matter yeah. of practice. But if you're having a hard time like identifying where they are and stuff. Definitely that, you know, um, mastering your fretboard with a little bit of solo secrets reveal. You don't have to do the solo parts and stuff, but um, pay attention to the inversion parts of that uh, that series. There's a, like, a, in 102, one of the videos specifically deals with inversions mm-hmm. and the chord families. And I, I think you demonstrate, right, like how you can... Mm-hmm. How do you take the box, and so you play yes. chord inversions inside of one yeah. box, and yeah. then you move to a second box... Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, that's kind of, uh, I mean, that's kind of how you learn is like, mm-hmm. take one song and instead of using the chords that like we taught you in the song or you know from the mm-hmm. song itself, mm-hmm. like what you usually play, just play the inversions mm-hmm. and, you know, play the inversions with the song and that should help you like, mm-hmm. you know, so every time that you think of like, oh, I play a C over here, then mm-hmm. you think about like, oh, but I also know this song with the inversions and the C is over here. Mm-hmm. And I know I can play it like every time I play a C here, I can play a C here. Mm-hmm. Too, so I, I think that learning with a song kind of uh, puts it into context. Yeah. And that'll yeah, yeah. make it like might make it easier than just instead of just like drilling it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, those are, you know, several ways that you can uh, get better at inversions there's definitely a bunch of lessons here in ukulele underground on uh, on getting better at inversions or explaining inversions in general but those are some roadmaps so yeah hopefully that helps any other questions guys mm. we uh we crossed out the uh the the cliffhanger from last episode <laughs> so so, so Mar- don't don't ask me all the questions save one question as a cliffhanger for next week yeah <laughs> <laughs> So Marima uh, added onto mm-hmm. it where she said, I think inversions are too complicated for me at this time. Mm-hmm. I've been practicing C and G in different positions. Mm-hmm. It was a youth minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, like um, it, it does seem intimidating at first, but if you uh, kind of think of things more as um, as shapes, that'll definitely help out a lot like this is a you know c shape and we talk about this in uh, in solo Seekers reveal c shape a g shape d shape 
a shape i think f shape that we talked about and then kind of just moving those shapes all the way up to you know up the fretboard like this g shape if you use that on you know on whatever fret like i mentioned earlier on the so that your ring finger lands on the e string eighth fret which is a c note so this is a g shape but it's a c so if you look at things in shape it's not as intimidating because you're probably thinking like G, then it's a G, then it's a G, and that's a G too. If you're just like kind of doing it that way, it's a little bit confusing. But if you um if you check out those lessons, it'll kind of make it um a lot less intimidating. Well, even kind of taking it back mm -hmm. to what you said before too, like changing up the key, right? Yeah. You really don't need to know um music theory. It helps, but yeah, you, shapes, yeah, just shapes. Yeah. Just and that can be that's like a great way to learn shapes and to actually learn like uh the sound of mm -hmm. different chords you know so can, can you demonstrate how you would take like the you know like if you're playing a song in c and mm -hmm. just using the the shapes changing it to like a c sharp or something oh yeah okay so c on the island we do it island style so we have the c and with this f and then when you back to the c C sharp would be right here. So even without thinking of it, it's just on the island. We do it island style. And you can kind of see the uh, you know the the um the relation. We have the C, then we got this F, and then we got the C. So in C sharp is just C, then this F sharp, and then C. So you, you look at the shape. So I'm thinking this pointer finger as a bar. So that is now my new bar. Yeah, so it's like a like, capo. Yeah, basically. like a capo. If you put a capo. So, or D, you know? On the island, we do it island style. From the mountain to the ocean, from the wood to the leeward side. See that G7 shape? It's not a G7 chord. G7 shape <laughs> and back to the C shape, which is actually D. But we're playing C shape. Or if you want to do it in F... Even that, like, uh, you're mm -hmm. you're naming the chords that you're moving mm -hmm. to. Yes. But if people want to find, like, that's kind of what we tell people too. Is like, if they want to find a key that fits their voice better, yeah, Smooth. just yeah, just yeah. move it up. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to necessarily know like, oh, what this key is, it is. Yeah, this yeah. is a key, or this uses these chords. Yeah. These are the actual chords. There's a ton of like uh, working musicians in Hawaii. Who you ask them like, oh, what key are you playing in, or <laughs> what guy, chord are you playing in? This guy, me, <laughs> <laughs> that guy too. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, I, I don't know, like, or yeah. like, you know, you jump into a session with people, mm -hmm. and that's sometimes that's literally like how you find yeah. the the song you're playing. Mm -hmm. You know, you you know the song from another. You you might play the song in another key, mm -hmm. but then you just move up the neck until you start matching with the people who are mm -hmm. playing, and you know, it's like, oh, I don't really play in this key. I don't. Yeah. You know, people play in whatever key works for them. So they might be playing in G flat or something mm -hmm. that is like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> but then you're like, ah, it doesn't really matter because it's just moving up the fretboard. You know, mm -hmm. it's keeping what I know and then moving it up the fretboard. Yeah, I um, I I perform with uh, with Kaniho, which is the bass player that you guys see um, on, on some of the videos. The guy with the face tattoo. Um, we, you know, we jam a very popular Kyle Creator Boy song called uh, I'll Be Your Baby Tonight. And we did a lesson on that here. We did it in F. So I know 
the ins and outs of that song in the key of F. Um, but he's, as you guys have seen on one of the videos, um, he has a low register. You know, he's a very low voice. So F, you know, and he likes to sing that song, you know. Um, so he does it in D. Okay. So, but, you know, we're like, we're, we're big Kyle Creative Boys fans. So if I were to do this solo in D, it's not going to sound like, um, uh, like the Kyle Creative Boys song anymore if, if I try to solo down here. I would have to, like... Get this same shape. So here's an example. So, um, oh. okay. So that's the uh, that's the solo nap. Close your eyes. Close the door. You don't have to worry anymore. Okay, but. I was like, okay, how do I get from this F to, you know, to the D? Because he likes to play it in D. Because it goes, close your eyes, close the door. You don't have to worry. It's a little bit too high for him. So he goes here. Close your eyes, close the door. Even for me, it's nice and comfortable there. <laughs> so where do I find this shape? So I'm like, okay, if, if, uh, if I pretend it like this, zero fret right here. Okay, so we have F. We have F sharp, we have G, we have G sharp, we have A, we have A sharp, we have B, we have C finally, we have C sharp, we have D up here, okay? So instead of going, it's now become <laughs> chipmunks. <laughs> Just like. It's the same thing, but just in a different key. But it's the same exact shape. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the shape of those two chords and the picking shape of those two uh, mm, of those two follow, picking patterns. The exact yeah. same thing, yeah. So think, yeah, chipmunk version of, uh, <laughs> of that solo. Yeah, I think people the misconception mm. is that people think that oh, to change keys, you're doing like mm. equations in your head. Yeah. Of, oh, <laughs> if this is this, then it has to move here and here. Mm. And it turns out musicians are just like. Oh, so you mean I keep my fingers <laughs> in the same place, but I move my entire hand a little bit different? <laughs> Do oh, exactly yeah. the same oh, thing yeah, yeah. someplace else. It yeah. works. It works. It's... Should, you should do that like that meme with the butterflies like, is this transposing yeah. <laughs> yeah. but then it's like uh like moving like instead of the butterfly for like the words like moving uh movable chord shapes <laughs> yeah <laughs> movable chord shapes people, is this transposing people think <laughs> yeah. it's like uh that meme of like the person with like all the numbers flying by their head oh, right? yeah, yeah. but yeah it's really not like yeah. when, <laughs> when people are playing music you're not mm -hmm. thinking about those things, you know? Yeah. In and fact, it, if you are, then you're too late. Yeah. <laughs> then you missed, you're, yeah, you missed yeah. it. The moment is over. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're making those justifications in your head, like, oh, they're playing in this, so I have to play here and mm -hmm. I have to do this, then it's like, you're probably not playing with the other people. You're not mm -hmm. like listening to them. Mm -hmm. And because good musicians are just like listening and reacting. Mm -hmm. They're not uh, like really thinking. Thinking takes too much time. Mm -hmm. And, but then, like, afterwards, you know, people think, like, oh, they must be doing this thing. So they ask, you know, questions, and then they ask, like, music theory questions and stuff, and mm. they can justify it with that. But that's, like, the thing is, like, it's only after when you have the time to, like, sit down and explain yeah, yeah. it. What <laughs> did I do? I don't know. <laughs> then you can justify it. But... Sometimes it's like, hey, that was pretty cool what it did. Yeah. 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 Like, it was like, oh, that's, that works, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I feel like that's 
the way to learn is like yeah. you just go oh that that was cool what i did and <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. keep doing it yeah or that one didn't work let's move yeah, on to something yeah, else yeah. <laughs> if you do this instead or even like stuff that don't work you now know that that doesn't work yeah but then you'll figure out what will work in place of that instead uh-huh. you know so happy mistakes you know or, like how well, bob ross says yeah little <laughs> I, i'm sure uh like i'm sure you could play something mm-hmm. and mike could listen to it and like mm-hmm. you know you could play something technically wrong yeah and then mike could explain to you how it's technically right mm. and how to make it fit the song even better yeah. right mm-hmm. where you, you turn that mistake into like something good so even mistakes can lead to like mm-hmm. good things didn't you tell me that jacob collier does that where like some people sing off tune and he'll yeah. like uh do do a thing where like he'll make the off tune thing into actually part of the song mm-hmm. like it's yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah so it's he, a jacob collier level <laughs> he doesn't like, yeah mm-hmm. I think he doesn't want to like discourage you know mm-hmm. people from singing like cause just because mm-hmm. they sing one note off key, mm-hmm. and so even him, him he you know he t- asks people mm-hmm. uh, how many people think the piano is in tune, and yeah. he you know like people who don't know music they they might raise their hand, and then mm-hmm. he explains to people like no the piano is actually out of tune it's just that it's out of tune in like a systematic way Mm -hmm. but if you want to get chords to sound better Mm -hmm. you would just tune it by ear instead Mm -hmm. you know so yeah cool all right so uh we got this we promised last week (laughs) so rob sent us rob sent us some uh some sauces uh this one is historic roll uh rehoboth rehoboth green sauce so this was made from jalapeno peppers, okay? This one is called Beach Days, which is a garlic habanero hot sauce. This is the one that I have my eye on. It's habaneros, obviously. Uh, this is another habanero one. This is a regular habanero hot sauce. And this one is another one. I, I think Kahai said he's looking forward to this one. I am also. It's French fry grease. <laughs> it's called. Love peace and French fry grease. So we had um, to get French fries yes, to try it so out. So we did. And it's aged red peppers. And also, we brought back an old friend. <laughs> Your is... only friend to you. Yeah, I, I love this. <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't had it in a while. So, you know, hot ones. The last dab redux with two X's. <laughs> two X redux. So we're going to do a... Um, um, a burning questions kind of thing. So I'm going to put this ukulele down. And uh, while you guys ask me questions, you guys can ask me anything. I mean, preferably related to ukulele, but you guys can ask me whatever it is that you want to ask me while um, I go through this challenge. And then my my friends will also try some of these uh, some <laughs> of these sauces as well. Okay? So here we go. Uh, what shall we go with first, Kahai? Mm, whatever. Green, green just, seems like yeah, a good, just great go in order. Okay. Or from here to here? Any, it, uh, either I'll, way. <laughs> I'll mix these two up. There you go. So this one goes first, and then we'll get to the hot ones. Okay? So first, green sauce. I'm guessing this one is uh, pretty standard, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a, uh, a nugget. Not, not <laughs> saying where it's from. It's just a chicken nugget. In a, a nugget in a very familiar boot shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a substantial amount in there. You guys can see that I'm loading it with that with this green sauce. Here, here we go. You guys want to try? It? Let's see if the, the camera can. I, I hope I didn't just you know bite off more than I can chew here. Hmm. <laughs> I'll ask That's you. Very uh, I'll hmm? ask you the questions. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Ask me anything. Uh. So Pete has two questions. Sure. Uh, he says, 
One I have always wondered is in all the Nicktoons talk, I have never heard Aldrin mention the angry uh, beavers. <laughs> is he a fan? Does he have something against Daggett and Norbert? <laughs> I'm a huge fan of, uh, of angry beavers. I think angry beavers has one of the most catchiest um, opening themes yeah. out of all the Nicktoons. It's, it's like this kind of ska. jazzy, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, small, <laughs> it's kind of jazzy ska. It's awesome. I love, and I've always wanted to do a cover of that. Uh-huh. That's actually a great idea. I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> because I have a 52-week YouTube project and one of them might be Angry Beavers. So you can no longer claim that Aldrin Guerrero has something against Dab, uh, Dag and Nor- Norbert. Yeah. The Dab, Dag, right? Uh, Dab? Daggett. Daggett, yeah, Daggett. Yeah. Dag. <laughs> so this one is the um, habanero hot sauce. Okay, we're going to put it on here. So let's put a substantial amount. Daddy likes hot sauce. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? See, it's really in there. Next question. Uh, so he said, uh, on a more relevant note, it's I seem to recall Aldrin saying before that he did not like the Goto Stealth Tuners, mm-hmm. and I was wondering why that is. Obviously, Connie Leo uses them quite a bit, and I'm looking at ordering a custom wanted to gather all the information I could since this will probably be a capstone instrument for me. Okay. Very, very good question. Now, I wish I brought that ukulele with me the, um, that has the Goto Stealth Tuners. Okay. The Goto Stealth Tuners, they're... Um, I'll, I'll stop while I answer this question. Um, the Goto Stealth Tuners, they're very light. Kanye uses them because of their lightweight. Okay? And they're, they're lightweight. The... My problem is not the not the weight, but a little bit, you know. Um, my problem is the ratio of the gear. The ratio of the gear is 1 to 16. What this means is you turn that sucker 16 times, and the gear itself is only going to turn one time, okay? Or so the if, post. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the, it's going to turn one time, okay? Yeah, post. the gear is, yeah. yeah. The, po- the post is going to turn once with 16 turns, and that's the, that's the gear ratio. I'm not about that. <laughs> you know, I'm not about like turning it. And I'm not about one-to-one either. Like I don't like, don't get me wrong. I don't like low uh, gears. I like it just, you know. So, hmm? yeah. So like the kind of the standard is one to 14. Too. Yeah. 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 I mean, and what makes it, um, I shouldn't say worse because it sounds like I hate them because I don't hate <laughs> them. Like I just not a fan, you know, like I just think there's better, you know. Um, what makes it worse is that the uh, the Goto Stealth Tuners are, are also skinny. So that means be, even though the pulse turns one time, that's actually not that much. So you have to turn it even more. So it feels like it's a lot more than 1 to 16 ratio. It feels like, like 1 to 20 because the pulse is so small. Whereas, oh, I didn't bring my um uh, my other okay. uh, ukulele, my sl- how to slot a headstock, yes? Can you show just your regular uh, geared tuners on your regular yes. So this is the, the gear tuners on this regular ukulele. And I believe these are Grover's Grover tuners that's on here. And I think these are 1 to, um, one to 14 mm-hmm. on, on these ones. And um, so you can see the post is, you know, it's a, it's a good size. It's a standard size. Whereas the stealth tuners, because they're called stealth, um, you know, they, they want them to be like, you know, not as, uh, not as noticeable, like really skinny, really small. That's kind of the design. And because of that design is why I'm not a big fan. You know, some people love them. Like Craig and Sarah love them. I, you know, I'm just, I just don't like turning. Like the, 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 and I tune a lot on stage 
and especially in the middle of songs, I like to tune, you know? And um, if I'm doing that, I don't want to, you know, I want to do one quick crank and I know exactly how much I'm, you know, I'm tuning by. And so like, whoa, whoa. And then yeah, yeah. maybe I'm in tune, you know, like, um, so it, it's, it's because of that. That's mainly the thing. The other small thing is, uh, is the size because they're so thin and they're so small. They're light. Um, the ukulele naturally tends to be, um, a, like kind of bottom heavy, you know, whereas the, the body part is, is, um, is, where most of the weight is coming from if you were to hold it in the you know in the middle the weight is coming from here okay so these tuners you know being so substantial uh, they're actually helping to counterbalance this entire ukulele and the more balanced an ukulele is the better the sustain of your ukulele okay uh, there's some people don't notice a difference and that's fine and the way that mm-hmm. uk, um, kanile ukulele make their ukes they're super light anyway so they you know i i understand why kanile uses them for their ukuleles they're kind of one of the only ukuleles that like i think koloa is also light that you know that can use tuners like that and and have it make sense okay but with uh with mine uh with my custom ukuleles i uh, i like the the headstock to be a little bit beefier, a little bit more, you know, like more substantial as far as weight goes so that it kind of counterbalances this side because I use like plugins and stuff that will also kind of weigh it down. So that helps a little bit to uh to make sure that the balance weight wise is um is is okay with the instrument. I, so hmm? yeah, I, I told Pete that he can probably find videos of you where you mm-hmm. have your uke on a strap. Yeah. And you're like standing up. And you're standing up and you're like gesturing with your hands or you don't have your uke on it at mm-hmm. all. And your uke is pretty much like, uh, you know, perpendicular to you, mm-hmm. maybe like at a slight angle. Mm-hmm. But it's not where it's like the headstock is like way up and yeah, the, yeah. the bout is way like yeah. down either. So mm-hmm. that that's like, yeah, the when I got to try the stealth tuners out at NAMM, mm-hmm. that's like one thing I noticed immediately. Light, yeah. yeah. It's like you're, it almost mm-hmm. feels like, oh, wow, this doesn't have like <laughs> yeah. any... Yeah resistance not enough the, heft yeah. to the head yeah. head stuff people like that because um the you know the lighter the ukulele is and you put uh, light tuners on it the more that thing can vibrate you know like the beefier like heavier ukuleles tend to not vibrate as much so they're not as uh you know not, not as vibrant and, and, and bright but i like dark instruments so it's more just a personal preference but mainly the tuners like the uh, on the the gear on the on the tuner and um the gear on mine because it's a slotted headstock ukulele that like that post is uh that's that sucker is thick you know <laughs> like so one turnaround on that thick post is kind of a lot and i've gotten so used to that that if i you know i've started kind of playing around with a d-shaped sound hole lately i've been using it for some of the uh, youtube videos that i've been making and um and yeah it's tough to tune you know it, it's uh it stays in tune which is which is cool you know but to get there it's um it's a little bit for me so not you know I, yeah and that's like kind of the same uh i was gonna ask aaron if excited for this one the one-to-one uh oh yeah oh, yeah one-to-one like a standard friction tuner mm-hmm. so this is a one-to-one tuner so this fluke what one-to-one means is that there's no gears in there this when you turn this the post also turns with it so that's mm-hmm. what one-to-one means um so gear tuners are, I mean, I, I dig gear tuners because you can really kind of like fine tune where, uh, oh, yeah, fine tune, like where, um, <laughs> you know, your, your string and making sure that you're accurate and stuff. You can get accurate with these. And what, um, what people like about friction tuners is that they, they lock a lot better than the, you know, than the gear tuners. 
because the geared tuners, because they're geared, there might be some slack in yeah. those, uh, you know, in those gears that yeah. uh, that it might like affect a, it. It's like a lashback. Yeah, so there's a, a lashback. But that's why like Gilbert tuners are so expensive because there's no lashback, even though they're like, you yeah. know, they're geared tuners. Yeah. So the, long... the the ones that you use don't have. Yeah, don't have the. Lashback. But I did notice in the stealth tuner that they there do. was yeah, there, there was, was. in the E string. Yeah, you notice the D shapes even more more than the others. Yeah, than yeah. the others. The E. I've I've noticed that. And um, yes, but I mean, you know, I'm not telling people to go out and buy Gilbert tuners because it's like four hundred dollars for three hundred dollars for one or something. You know, I I can't even afford that. Like, I have the luxury of having Kanilea install it for uh, install it for me. But you know, that's really like one of the best tuners on the market right now, and it's it's tough because um, even though you know I'm sponsored by uh, by Kanilea, I'm not sponsored by Gilberts, and if I want to put Gilberts on there, like we're paying full price for those tuners because. Yeah. yeah, we tried to talk to him in Nam. It's like, hey, you know, if the Aldrin models, if they can come with uh, with these installed, can we get like a discount for buying bulk? They're like, nope. Yeah, and and they <laughs> only they know people buy it anyway. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they only really work on slotted headstocks. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's uh, that's why. So, like, it makes sense on Kanile ukuleles. If you were to get one and stuff, it's fine. I'm not saying that it's like it's a bad thing. It's just not for you know not for me. It's more just a personal preference at that point. You know. So. Jim, so Jim mentions that a higher gear ratio and a smaller post should mean that the string will stay in tune uh, more reliably. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's just... It stays. Yeah, stays, it stays. Yeah, stays. It's just getting there. It takes, yeah, getting there takes time. <laughs> or Garlic Cabanero. Here it is. We're oh, here. So so the Stop. first two, what, yeah. so, what was the difference? Green sauce. You can tell. You can tell. It's like one of those things that you would use for like tacos and stuff. You know, uh -huh. that kind of verde sauce. The habanero in this one, you can really taste the red peppers. I like it a lot. Very vinegary, mm -hmm. you know. I'd say like a two, like on a hotness scale, like yeah. out of ten. Yeah, it's all right, you know. So pretty good so far. It tastes good though. Like I, that's that's one of those things. I put a lot, and I'm glad I put a lot on <laughs> yeah. both of these things because they taste good. Now this one is a habanero. I'm guessing it's gonna be kind of like this one, but it's kind of it's garlicky. Garlic garlic. <laughs> oh, love me some garlic. I'm Filipino like that. All right, so any, uh, what's the next question? Anything, ask me about anything. More yeah. nephews. <laughs> uh, so Sukeo asked, uh, how can you improve your skills on the fretboard to be better, uh, to be faster and more precise? Mm. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's good. I'm going to go for a second one of that. Yeah. That's really good. Garlic. Mm -hmm. Is that your favorite so far? So far, yes. Garlic. And I knew it was gonna be my favorite, but this one right here is on the is you know is in the horizon. Wild card. <laughs> and try that with some fries. Yeah. Now, how do you do that? I mean, you know, I would love to tell you that there's like here are some shortcuts that you can do because there are there are some drills that you can do. Um, my favorite ones um, that we have here on the site are actually the drills that um, that Chris Salvador like did on his master class and his master class comes with like pdfs of the drills that you can you know that, that he teaches seriously some of the best stuff chris really knows what he's doing with it and he's taught for like for years um at uh at jody kamisato studios he's like an accomplished teacher before he came on to ukulele underground and well thought out he just kind of knows and understands how like you know how how fingers work and how like good exercises are supposed to be and even just like his warm-up stuff so good so um if you want to get you know if you want to get better if you want to get cleaner at knowing your fretboard and playing notes and stuff uh, i would say do a lot of drills the um 
the practice sessions that we have on ukulele on the ground are a great way of uh, of playing clean getting faster working on your tempo and stuff and um and uh playing your ukulele related to the tempo um and and i think chris's master class takes it a step above that yeah it's it's so hard because i think yeah, i'm gonna go what, for i think second <laughs> helping of this i think when people do drills the one thing that they do is that they speed like you know they, they play it slow and then they yeah. speed up and they just keep speeding up and then they they're speeding up without realizing that they're getting more and more sloppy yeah. And they're not stopping to like, you know, correct that sloppiness. They're just like, I gotta go faster and faster and faster. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the key to getting more precise is thank you, Rob. Practice while you're practice slowly. You know, practice. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go to your limit and then mm-hmm. like play it sloppily. That means that you have to turn it back. Yes. Or you have to focus on down. that tempo mm-hmm. that is making giving you a hard time mm-hmm. until you can play it nicely you know mm-hmm. so all right here we go yeah chris is, was one of French those fragrance. super uh clean players too yeah you know yes so and i think what was good is like yeah he had the, the, the pdfs of stuff so that you you can have something to practice too and like have visuals with it it's awesome it's a really well-made master class that he put together here we go french fried grease gentlemen is it coming out of the bottle I put this much on the plate. <laughs> See that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just gonna douse this thing in it. I wanna make sure I taste it. Okay. <laughs> See that? It's like mostly red. Or orange. <laughs> Whoa! Mmm. <laughs> Is it good? Like, is that a good bowl? Yes. It's really good. There's a bite to that one, actually. Like a vinegary or what? what is it? No, like a pep- the pepper on this? I don't know. It's because like I've had these four already and then that one. Mm-hmm. But there's actually a little tingle in the back of my throat. Oh, so we did it in the correct order then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if it was like just a buildup. Yeah. Okay. And one more question. While I dab it up with this last dab redux. I have my water ready because I don't want to be overconfident, you know? Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do a pre-hit of, of this water. <laughs> Rob said that they have a place uh, in his area called Thrasher's, mm-hmm. and they only make fries, and it's famous for... Wow, and they use that, that sauce. I guess. Here we go, gentlemen. See that? There's like a... Huge dab right at the end. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> take the whole thing. Yes. See that? <laughs> Damn. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should be luck. <laughs> it's good. It's delicious. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. Go for it. <laughs> a little more. Wait a second. <laughs> We don't want to waste it, you know? Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Okay. One more. Question. Uh, so, instead of a question, do you want to... Because we got a student review mm. that we got to get to, so... Yes. Woo! 
<laughs> That's it. Feeling it now. Okay, um, student review. Renee, right? Yep. Yep. Um, I love that song. <laughs> I was just telling the guys that um, that my dad is a huge fan of Ringo. Like he likes the Beatles too, but specifically Ringo. <laughs> and um, I'm I think Ringo's okay, you know, but he does have like gems like that, like that song that you played. And um, I was telling these guys about this kind of uh, the song that he sings about that they're gonna put me in a movie or whatever, like. You're going to make a big star out of me. And I'm listening to that my entire life. My dad is a huge, huge, huge Ringo fan. And um, so you kind of brought me back with this, uh, with this student review that you just did. But as far as, you know, as far as the skills goes, I think you're playing a lot cleaner. You're playing a lot more consistent. The um, transition from picking to, um, oh, I'm salivating. <laughs> <laughs> picking to uh to strumming um you, you know be aware of the tempo because i feel like the picking part was one tempo and i think it's because you're trying to be careful you know of, of playing the notes and stuff and trying to be aware because i saw that there was some like kind of hammer-ons or i think more hammer-on than a pull-off in there that um definitely you you were like aware of that you didn't know if it was going to come out as clean as you want to but that you know is that made me feel a little bit of a drag in the um not not like a drag drag but like just as a, as a you slow down a little bit on the tempo and then you did the uh, and then you did the strumming there uh towards towards the middle of the song i guess and then in the ending like you can kind of tell again it was kind of slowed down because you were trying to be aware of the picking um if you iron that out i think it's it's all good it's all fine I miss that sauce. That sauce is so good. <laughs> Kai, you want some last dab? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no Kai, which you. one do you want to try? Let's have Kai try one of, one of these sauces. Which one would you like to try, Kai? Uh, we got this French fry grease one over here. Yeah. Can okay. you put some? Maybe can you put some French fry grease on uh, French fry? And I'll okay. Grab it. I mean, you know, but people are going to see this and it's a pandemic. They're like, oh, Adrian's <laughs> handing up some fries that he held with his hand. So maybe, maybe you should come. Plate. Yeah, maybe you should come here, right here. And, you know, I would. I would. Yeah. If this was 2020 January, <laughs> I would do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so here's Kahai. Uh, okay. Let's go right here. Because the sauce is right there, yeah. Okay, uh, grab a fry. This one? Yeah. It's good. It's like it tastes good. There's a bite, but it tastes really good. <laughs> that I know. All my mouth is feeling is this. <laughs> yeah. After <laughs> right, yeah. after that, there's nothing. I kind of want some more. <laughs> but kind of want this one again. Let's do this one again. Then I'll do a hot, like another last dab, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> How's it, Kahai? It's good, huh? Yeah. It's hotter than I thought it would be. Yeah, there's a bite. There's a bite to it. Try this garlic one. It's kind of like uh, more intense, like uh, Tabasco, kind of. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Mm. <laughs> so good. That garlic one. <laughs> one more with this bad boy. <laughs> Yeah, this doesn't make for a good podcast, though. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not, no. not a good audio podcast, anyway. No. Mm. <laughs> I've had three of three dabs now. <laughs> it's definitely on there. Mm. All right, Kai. 
Tell them what you got for you, you pop solos this week while I'm chewing this. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, so uh, the solo is uh, Aldrin's song, Chocolate Fontaine, mm-hmm. and it should come out. I was trying to get it out by tomorrow, but I think I'm going to have to push it back to Saturday. So, mm. What do you yeah. think? Is it difficult? Is it easy? Is it like, because it's not that bad, I don't think. <laughs> no? <laughs> that hard. Um, you think it's hard? Uh, I think there's parts that will be tricky to people. But it's those things that like it's tricky. But then once you start drilling and drilling them, mm-hmm. then it's it's things that you can just sit down and just repeat, 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 mm-hmm. and you'll get the song. Like I think there's just like certain techniques you use that make the song like you yeah, know, add another level to it's it. It's got it's got all the Aldrin like things in it. You know, like it's um. It's got the the right hand kind of you know strumming like muting kind of technique stuff. Mm. Um, it's got campanellas you know in yeah. there. It's got um, I, I think like a a key change going from major to minor key change in in there. It's um it's a fun song. That's what, like yeah. one of like I feel like one of the best songs I wrote uh, recently. It's it's super super duper fun. You recently you messaged me mm-hmm. uh, asking about like uh, the. Uh, taps for Hanole Moon, mm-hmm. and I gotta I gotta find it and then okay. change it, like change it to the right key and stuff. Uh, but then that's uh, this new song, Chocolate Fontaine. It's one of those things that I would not suggest people learn only by tabs. Yeah, it's by it's a lot of feel. Yeah, and you yeah. and I think you you learn a lot if you watch Aldrin actually play the song mm-hmm. because your even your finger choices like what fingers you use to press down it has to matter. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense and yeah. it, it's for like a efficiency reason. Yeah, not just like oh I can play whatever strings I want. It's yeah. like you gotta hold them a certain way. Yeah, like for the fir- just the first part of that main melody line, which goes like there's a reason why I'm using these, you know. This finger and then these two fingers for this, so that I can get to that like at the bottom. Because if I use, if I did that, it wouldn't have the same kind of like um, minor seven sound to it. So, yeah, and going to the yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of like things that kind of make sense. I'm gonna try and make the tab like you know as mm-hmm. useful as I can, but yep. there's just that's just things that aren't. Probably aren't going to be in the tab or can't really be explained in the tab. Yeah, so exactly. you have to watch the video. Yeah. And then like the campanella part. Oh, the. Um... Yeah. 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 It's like if you did all those notes individually. It, yeah. Yeah. Because originally it was it wasn't supposed to be campanella. No. It's how it had it before. Uh-huh. But I'm like, that sounds boring, you know. <laughs> and then when um when Kalei and Corey came with their like with their podcast, I'm like, snap, I should. Right, the campanella thing, yeah. and I'm like, I think I got the song that I'm writing right now. I think could use some campanellas in it. So, mm-hmm. all right, so prepare for that Saturday. All right, I uh, will see you guys tomorrow for a little Friday live jam. Thank you so much. Um, once again, next month is going to be uh, a rename of this podcast from Thursday Live Lesson to the Ukulele Underground Podcast. Lots more changes on the way. We'll see you folks next time. Have a great one. Aloha.